You're listening to a message from Christian Life Ministries in Coventry, a dynamic, growing church in the heart of the nation. We pray that God will speak to you through this word and impact your life for His glory. Amen, and thank you so much, Mark and the band. Well, I hope you're doing really well today, and I want to just briefly add my uh, thanks, gratitude to Esther's comments earlier for the faithfulness of this congregation of CLM in, in prayer, in fellowship, in commitment, in mission, and also in this season in, in giving. You'll be aware that as a whole organization, uh, we had to close the doors of our conference center in March and as yet unable to reopen, and, and that's had and having an impact on us as a total organization. Uh, and we're so grateful for the furlough scheme, but there is a reality that income that would have come across to the church from our trading subsidiary isn't there. And yet, what a miracle that in this season, through the faithful giving of God's people, our ministries haven't missed a beat. We've been able to be generous into mission. And what an incredible thing that the church mortgage comes under £100,000. And isn't it just like God that in the midst of COVID, doing a miracle against the odds, almost as if to show us and as if to show others that it is him and him alone, that only he can get the glory for what he's doing. But uh, we rejoice in him. I want to say thank you to you. Well, the truth is that we come out of the summer and I could be disappointed. I don't know about you, but I could find myself disappointed. We had plans for this coming term that at the very best are having to be adjusted. I remember in March when we first went into lockdown and people were saying, how long do you think it will be before church is back to normal? And I remember us having conversations then saying, well, we think it's going to be June before lockdown's eased. It, it could be September. It could even be October. And people shaking their heads in disbelief. I remember in July adjusting a little bit where we were, having a, a Zoom team meeting and, and saying, you know, it could be the end of the year and we might even have to plan for Christmas online. And one of the staff members gently weeping into the Zoom meeting. But the truth is, we don't know. We look and we don't know. And I could find myself disappointed, but as I come out of the summer, I sense a fresh excitement in the spirit, an excitement in my spirit, a stirring, and I, I find myself refreshed and resolute. And I, I pray today I'll be able to share something of that call and stirring with you. I believe the Holy Spirit is speaking to us as a church, fully aware of what our preferences would be, fully aware of the facts, fully aware of the challenges, and yes, and yet calling us forward, calling us on, calling us out of a place of mourning for what has been and what is not yet, and saying, I am building my church. The kingdom is advancing, and will you be a part of it? Hear me right. I don't think anyone is more looking forward to that day when as a whole church, we can gather in our building without face masks, free to sing. What a celebration that is going to be. What a day that is going to be. I think people will be dancing who've never danced in church. What a sound, what a praise party. I can't wait for that day. And yet, I know that in the meantime, God is at work. He wants to do something. God is not on pause. His church is not on pause. And he would speak to us today and he would speak to us into this season and say, come on, church. Be a part of what I am doing. 
I know that it can hurt. Delivering uh, in the summer some TK bonbon packs to homes. And I remember speaking to one dear mom who said to me, the, the worship team have done such an incredible job, she said, and helping us in our homes. She said, but the first week when the band was back in the building, she said, I, I wept because I, I so missed being in church and we get it. And yet, just like the Lord would say to Samuel in 1 Samuel 16, how long will you mourn for Saul? Fill your horn of oil and be on your way, for I have chosen a son of Jesse. God had seen David. He'd seen a man after God's own heart. And while Saul, while Samuel was, was stuck in the disappointment of the past, God was doing a new thing. I know this will be a tough word for some, but I, I pray you will catch something of what I believe the Holy Spirit is saying to us. You know, for me, I, I'm so grateful. I've always been blessed with, with great mental health. I, I just, there was one season where I, I remember getting low. It was, it was while Esther and I were dating. I, I, I should clear that up. It was not because we were dating. It was some other things around my life. I remember Esther coming around to my house. I think it was like early one afternoon and I was in bed and I didn't want to get up. I don't want to go anywhere. I remember I said to me, you are getting up. I'm going to leave the room. You're going to get up. You're going to get dressed. We're going to go out. And, and she made me. And I, I hope you'll hear me today as I bring a word from Isaiah uh, chapter 60, arise to shine that the Lord would call us to arise, and I'm not chastising anyone, but drawing you by the hand to say, come into what God is doing. It is time, church, to arise. These are the words of Isaiah 60, verse 1 to 5. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord rises upon you. See, darkness covers the earth, thick darkness is over the peoples, but the Lord rises upon you. And his glory appears over you. Nations will come to your light and kings to the brightness of your dawn. Lift up your eyes and look about you. All assemble and come to you. Your sons come from afar. Your daughters are carried on the hip. Then you will look and be radiant. Your heart will throb and swell with joy. If you want a title for today, it would be Arise to Shine. Arise to Shine. For all of our CLM kids, I... I'd love you to, to somehow capture, I don't know if you can, can draw a sunshine. I, I, those of you a bit older, if you can draw a sun rising or breaking or shining its light over a city or over a people, it'd be amazing. And whatever your effort, if you can get a mum or dad to take a picture of that, email it to us online at clmchurch.co.uk. I would so love to see your pictures of the sun and the light breaking forth because it is a picture of God breaking his light over his people. The word comes to Israel in Isaiah 60, a word of promise in a tough time. I want to notice, firstly, there's a call to action. The word arise, get up, wake up, stand up on your feet. Come on, people. The message puts it like this. Get out of bed, Jerusalem, because something is about to happen. There's a call to action. The previous chapter is a, it's a chapter of, of gloom and judgment. It says, we look for light, but all is darkness. For brightness, but we walk in shadows. Like the blind, we grope along the wall, feeling our way like people without eyes. But God says, now arise, because a light is coming. Now, the last few months have been tough for most of us, but I believe the Lord would say, church, arise. It is time now to arise. Don't wait for something to change. Now is the time to arise. There's a call to action. I want us to notice that there is a promise 
to receive. If we grasp here what is going on, God brings this word arise, the, the, the Hebrew word kumi, it denotes that arise and be restored. But this word shine, it, it's not really a, an action word. It, it really is speaking about what God wants to do in and through. It's not saying try harder to shine the light that's found in you. The word or, it means light, but it can really be interpreted be enlightened. Or one translation is be resplendent with light. Uh, we can understand that there's a call to action to arise, but because God is shining his light and he wants us to catch it and us to reflect it. At least we're to shine because the glory of the Lord rises in the earth and it is rising upon us. God is not asking us to generate our own light. And a similar idea in Ephesians 5, Paul writes this, wake up, O sleeper, rise from the dead and Christ will shine on you. What I'm saying, yes, there is a call to arise, but to receive his light because he is on the move. I want us to notice also there is a world in waiting. The word to Israel says that darkness covers the earth, thick darkness over the peoples, but the Lord rises upon you. His glory appears over you and nations will come to your light. Friends, we are the people of God and our families, our friends, our neighbours, our colleagues, our city are in a day where they need his light more than ever. But God is going to bring it through us, his people. So what should we do? How do we arise to shine? Number one, we need to consider our posture. We need to make a decision to not be on pause. My friends, if, if you've been all out for God in the last six months, that is so awesome. But I know so many who's, whose focus, whose confession has been awaiting for things to resume, awaiting for things to get back to how they were. And I understand that. The day will come, but meanwhile, we need a posture that says, Lord, I am ready in this season. I'm ready in these circumstances. I would like it to be different, but it is what it is. And I am going to rise up and be everything you've called me to be. I'm going to adjust what I need to do so I do not lose ground. Your kingdom is advancing and Lord, I want to be a part of it. What do you require of me? What are you asking of me? Would you help me, God, to be everything that you are calling me to be in these days? What should my today look like? But Lord, here I am up on my feet. In my devotions this week, I was reading about Josiah in Two Kings, whose assignment, it seems to me, was, was the whole of his life was to put right the sins of the previous generations. And I, I thought about Solomon's assignment a few generations earlier, where his assignment was to build a temple where everything had been provided. And I thought, wow, wouldn't you rather be Solomon than Josiah? But we can't choose our day. We can't choose our assignment. And here we are. We are in the season we are in. But if we, wait for the, if we are waiting for the circumstances to change, we will miss what God is doing. And I have to adjust my posture and say, I refuse to wait for the circumstances to change. I'm not leaving my spiritual condition to Boris. I'm not mothballing my progress or my joy or my mission or my fruitfulness until a vaccine is found. Here I am, Lord. What's next? It's attitude. For some, it's a decision. It's an adjustment. I have to consider my posture. Secondly, we have to consider our practices. 
Consider our posture and consider our practice. Posture should lead to practice. For me, I've come out of the summer with a fresh resolve in personal prayer, with a a fresh resolve in in my personal study of the Word. I'm so excited about the three days of prayer and fasting coming up a week after next. And I encourage you to say, I am going to be all in. I'm going to engage with the prayer meetings. I'm going to do whatever I can because I need to put these practices into my life. The growth track to get involved with the life groups to faithfully attend or to join. There are things we can do. Oh, practice. The truth is, my friends, that habits will eat vision for breakfast. And I'm all for vision. What we see is so important, but ultimately it's the decisions of today which will deliver tomorrow. It's not just to see something, but to do something. And I wonder, Ryan, if you would give me grace simply to pastor us as a church, as how we get the best even out of these online church services. Because these are going to be church for a while. We're so excited that a few people can come into our live recordings and experience that and be in the building. And that will be great. But that's not church. This is church for a season. And how we approach it can make such a difference. We've got to come out of this church strong in the Lord. And however long it lasts, that we're not killing time, but we are engaging as best as we can. So if you are visiting us or if you're just exploring faith, draw from these services whatever you can. But if you're part of the CLM Church family, here are my top 10 tips for CLM online. Number one, be ready. Be ready. You know, some people, I don't know if you've seen it, put in the chat, 40 minutes into the service. Good morning, church. I don't know if it's just me, but I'm thinking, did, did you just roll out of bed? Now, maybe they just logged onto the chat, but I encourage us to get up. 9.15, 11.30. Christian, are you in your armor or are you in your pajamas? I nearly call this message, armor or pajama. We've got to make a decision. Be ready. Sunday morning, get up. Be in place and be on time. Number two, be in the congregation. Be in the congregation. What do I mean by that? First, I encourage you not to treat this like TV catch-up. Say Sunday morning, 9.15 or 11.30. That's my service. I'm going to be there. I'm going to be part of those scattered yet gathered together. Don't binge watch six services after six weeks. It won't do you good. This is a weekly point of connection. And I believe God can meet us here. If you're able to access the YouTube chat, it's so great to see different people to say, I'm here, I'm with you, I'm part of this. I know many people watch on their smart TV and and get their phone out as well and log on so they could just add a comment, add an amen. Maybe you're part of a life group. Can you message on a Saturday night and say, hey church, we'll be ready for tomorrow morning. See you online at 11.30. Maybe you can message a friend and be fully present. Be in the congregation. Number three, help others. If you've got a friend that struggles, in the same way you might say, I'll pick you up and we'll come to church. Give them a text. Say, are we ready for tomorrow morning? Are you there? Are you up? I'm rooting for you. Maybe invite them round to your house to be a part of church together. I know many people gathering with another person or household for these services. And parents, if we've got infants or children or young people, how can we help them be ready. I can remember when our kids were little and, and Esther did such an incredible job of, of packing up for church. All the craft, the paper, the pens, the, the play people to engage them, the, the snacks. I can remember sitting with my family and, and getting up and preaching and getting down after preaching a sermon and realized a raisin had been pushed into my shoe by one of our toddlers and I'd preached the whole sermon not realizing it. 
But you know, it was helping our kids to, to draw praise pictures, to be engaged. When they got a bit older, I would always incentivize them. If they took good notes, I'd, I'd buy them a treat or do something. What can we do? You know, it, it breaks my heart. We can't do little treasures and treasure kids in the way that we used to. Can't wait for that. But in the meantime, our kids are being discipled. Our young people are in a season of formation. We've got to get ready, do the best that we can to help them. Number four, be a worshiper. If you see me in my home, I'm on my feet, I'm stood up. Same with Esther, our hands are in the air, we're kneeling down, we're singing out, we're speaking out. When, when we say turn up the volume, we turn up the volume because we know it does us good. We're so grateful for the musicians and singers that help us to usher the presence of God into our home and activate something of worship out from us, a confession that does something in us. You'll know if you're part of CLM in the building, how often do I start by saying, if you're not embarrassed to do so, raise your hands with me. Why do I do that? I do that to try and activate you because I know you've crawled out of bed and you've got in the car and you've maybe had a row on the way here and you may be distracted by a thousand things of the week. And I'm just saying, get your hands up. Come on, be ready, get in. I can't do that for you. If you're lying down on the sofa under your duvet, you, you can do that, but you miss a moment to activate worship that will strengthen your spirit number five lean into the notices we are sharing ways to connect and to engage and to grow some things that you might want to be a part of it's not time to put the kettle on number six bring an offering be ready to use those moments to activate your faith and trust God I encourage you to do that and keep doing that if you give by standing order take that moment in the service to pray to thank God for his provision, to thank God for his faithfulness, to pray over your finances. Number seven, receive and respond to the word. Receive and respond to the word. The parable of the sower, it shows us, doesn't it, that the seed is always good. It's the soil. It's, it's actually our hearts that will determine a harvest, 30, 60, even 100 fold that can come. You know, for me, I have the privilege of signing off these services. Normally on a Friday morning, I, I get to watch every second through and just check if we've got any glitches or any things that don't work. But on a Sunday morning, I'm there twice through both of the services, leaning in. You'll find me with a pen in my hand and my journal open or my, my phone up taking notes. Sometimes I take notes on my own sermon. Not because I think it was great, but because I believe God can speak to me. And I want to have an open heart to say, God, do you want to speak to me? Even through the own word that I preach myself. I'm not going to be passive. Believe that God would want to do something in me and to lean in. Number eight, pray during the appeal. Now, I know for many of you mature Christians, you've, you've maybe been there and you've engaged in worship and the word and there's a song. And then you kind of think, well, we're about done. But let me tell you, there are people out there that are engaging with these services. Esther uh, phoned recently a, a young lady who'd responded to the gospel and texted in 60777. And as Esther spoke to her, she said, I, I prayed the prayer for several weeks. And, and, and every week it, it was obviously being cemented in her. And she said, and then I felt ready to text the number. You know, God is doing a work. If you know the Lord already, that's time to pray and say, God, Holy Spirit, would you minister in homes across the UK and beyond for any who might be coming to open up their hearts towards you? And number nine, receive a blessing. We believe in the power of impartation. It's why we speak a blessing at the end of the service. But I also believe that, that the faith of the receiver is important as the faith of the imparter. 
I remember one time a man of God uh, being in, in a meeting and I, and I went to the front and, and I asked him to pray for me and he reached a hand towards me and I took hold of his hand and I put it on my own head and I held it there with two hands. I was like, whatever you've got, I'm having it. I will encourage you as we finish not to go, oh, we're done, but, but to say, God, whatever is being spoken, I receive it this week. And number 10, connect with others. If we were in the building, we'd say, don't rush off. And every week we say, connect with someone, reach out to someone, give someone a call, meet up with someone. I encourage you to do it, Christ-centered community. My friends, if, if we do this, we will stay strong. It might not be our preference, but when we come out of this, whatever time we come out of it, we've not been killing time, we've not been on pause, but we've been leaning in saying, God, would you work in these days? We have to consider our posture. We have to consider our practices. And finally, we have to consider our potential. I believe our potential to be light carriers, light bringers into the world around us. Arise, shine, for your light has come. The glory of the Lord rises upon you. Nations will come to your light and kings to the brightness of your dawn. I heard of a relative recently who, who reached out to someone part of our church and said, will you tell me... Uh, why you became a Christian. I know that I need to find out about Jesus. Everybody's world is being shaken. Everybody's values, securities, routines, priorities are being stirred. And friends, I believe in this season, the Lord wants to shine His light through us to a world around us. CLM Church, for us to be part of the answer. I wonder if we could be a people that are getting up every day and we're asking the Lord, what do you want to do through me today? Who could I invite to Alpha? Lord, how could you use me? What do you want to say to someone else through me? Into whose darkness would you shine your light? Here I am, wholly available. Church, can I pray for you? If you're able, why don't you stand with me in your home, wherever you are? Lord, I thank you that you impart your goodness and your light into our hearts and our lives. Lord, where we've got stuck, where we've said, Oh, I wish it was different. Where well, we've been mourning the loss of what was. Lord, thank you that you understand and you know. But I pray, Lord, would you help us to arise? Would you let there be a spirit of arising within us that we as your people would not stay stuck, would not be on pause, but would arise in this season and position ourselves to be the people of God that you are calling us to be. And as we do that, would you shine your light in us and through us for incredible harvest, for your glory, we pray in Jesus' matchless and mighty name. And all the people of God said, Amen. Why don't you remain standing and press in as the band lead us as we welcome and invite the Holy Spirit to impart his life to us and lead us into the coming week.